Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have a great show today. We have Dr. Randall Spare from Ashland Veterinary Center. He's going to be here to talk about breeding soundness exams, fertility testing, bulls, and much more. He's a great friend, a great colleague. Stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. Look who we got here with us, Dr. Randall Spare. He's a friend, a colleague, one of the best veterinarians and men that I know, and it's humbling to get you away. You're so busy, so many things going on, so many people pulling you so many different directions, and he's gonna spend a little time with us today. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. It's just a pleasure, and thanks thanks for what you do for our industry. We really appreciate it. Dr. Spare is the owner-operator of Ashland Veterinary Center. You spend a lot of time with, with bulls, a lot of time with, with just in the, the beef industry, but but breeding soundness exams and things like that is something that you you spend quite a bit of time with. You know, Dan, we, we do. We, we There doesn't a week go by throughout the year because we have several seed stock producers in our in our area, and they're always mar- merchandising bulls, so we're, we're fertility testing year-round, not just in the spring of the year prior to breeding season. So, you know, we're thankful for the opportunity to, to have our hands on a, a lot of bulls and a lot of different types of bulls, and I think the understanding that they're a living creature, and and when we we test a bull, we're, we're, we're estimating, is this animal going to be able to serve as cows? Yep. So let's get into a little bit, you know, to just kind of set the stage of why, you know, why we do these breeding soundness exams and, and why it's important to, to, to work with a veterinarian on this. So if we think about fertility, reproductive rate is our number one indicator of whether a ranch is going to be profitable. So we, not only do we want cattle, cows bred early or bred, we want them bred early. And we want them to be bred within a short breeding season. So we need to know that those animals that we put into our, our uh, bull battery are fertile and can serve as cattle. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there, there are things that can change over time. There are things that, that during a season or during, you know, injuries and different things of that nature that probably need to make sure that, that everything's functioning correctly, at least on day one mm-hmm. when we put these bulls in. So... That that being said, is when we fertility test a bull, I don't like to look at it to shoot the first moment when I when they come into the clinic or I'm at a ranch. I'm looking at those bulls when I get out of the truck. I'm looking to see if I see lame ones out there, see ones that are a little bit thinner, see ones that are maybe not so dominant than than beat on. I try to 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 look at ages to to try to ascertain what ages of bulls am I working with. And, and so it's, 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 it's good to get the whole picture so that we don't become tunnel vision and only say, is this bull fertile? Can he produce semen? Right. And, and I think that as we, as it's no different than, you know, I always tell cowboys in the feed yard, you know, it's very, you can't diagnose lameness in a shoot. I got to see him move. I got to see him, you know, and, and so so I, I think it's it's very, very wise. So we, we might even see lameness, lame bulls, and people will come in and say, well, this one's been lame, it's up in his hip. So I think it's important also as a veterinarian for me to promise myself to, if, if a producer wants to keep a bull, 
I'm going to pick up his foot and look at the bottom of his foot because that lameness could be something simple to fix. If it's not in his foot and he's a mature bull, he, particularly in his back end, uh, he, he may not even need to be fertility tested. Right, if he can't mount a cow. That's right. Yeah. So we, we look at, at, at those feet, we look at the shape of the feet, and we ask uh, many producers, it, it may mean that they haven't had bulls in a small pasture. Maybe what are their goals? Maybe they purchased this bull from another seed stock producer or, or somebody else that is an older bull, but he doesn't need to cover a lot of territory. If he's in Missouri where, where there's one, one cow per acre and there's 20 acres versus in Texas County, uh, Oklahoma, where cows are one per 30 acres, those bulls have to cover a lot of territory and we have to have that understanding and the bigger the picture we have, the better we're going to understand what's that producer's goals. It's perfect. It's a great time to take a break. When we come back, more with Dr. Randall Spare from Ashland, Kansas. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Randall Spare, owner and operator of Ashland Veterinary Center in Ashland, Kansas, works with a ton of bulls. Uh, such a respected veterinarian uh, internationally and uh, you know let's talk about as that bull's coming to your clinic or you're out on the ranch and and just kind of walk us through a breeding sinus exam. So so Dan first of all we have to remember when we do a breeding sinus exam we're looking this is a picture in time it's like looking at a balance sheet mm -hmm. of, of a business and we're looking at what happened to this bull or what was going on with this bull 60 days ago so when we get him in we're wanting to uh, to do a good physical exam. We observe his condition. We have him in the chute. The first thing I'll do is to is to palpate him mm -hmm. and to feel the seminal vesicles to see if there's any swelling in there, and to give an indication. So I I, I have the mentality that this whole exam will tell me a story of can this bull breed cows. That it starts with that physical exam. Then we we measure his scrotum. And that scrotum has to be on a mature bull that's that's over uh, three years of age. He needs to be a 34 centimeter scrotum. If he's a, a 15 month less than 15 month old bull, he has to be a 30 centimeter scrotum. Those are standards that are set by the Society of Therogenology. Those aren't what I pick. Those are the standards that's been set by a group of veterinarians. And when that after we after we measure a scrotum, uh, we'll use an ejaculator. And, and my goal when I'm collecting a bull is to try to do it without vocalization. And it's part art, and it's part science, and it's part repetition, and just being able to do the opportunity to do thousands and thousands of bulls to get a, a sample collected. And <clears throat> older bulls, it's a little bit easier to get them collected. And so we'll want to see good extension. Just, we're looking for the sheath to see if there's been any previous injuries, to see if there's any constrictions on that sheath to mm -hmm. indicate maybe maybe in the past year he was he was injured and if there's any form of uh, constriction where i don't think that bull will get his his penis out and pull it back in then we can stop the exam right there and, and make that recommendation that he probably won't be good but here again i'll ask the producer what here here's what's going on what do you want us to do right so <clears throat> then once we we see he's able to extend we'll collect a semen sample We'll put it under a microscope and we'll, we'll look at that motility. Now, one of the challenges is, is people will say, does he, is there a lot or is there a few? 
So we want to just make sure there's plenty of, of modal, progressively modal sperm. Yep. And then uh, once that happens, we'll, and he has at least a fair motility. That's all the Sanders says, that we have to have fair motility. Most of the time on these mature bulls, they'll be very good. They'll be swimming in clouds there. And it's fun to show people what that looks like so that they know uh, what's happening. And then uh, once uh, we give them the assignment of, of a, at least a fair motility, then we'll, we'll kill those cells and stain them and look them underneath of a little bit higher magnification. We'll have to have at least 70% morphology, a normal morphology to pass that bull. Yep. And so I kind of liked it how you said there's three main things to a fertility test, and, mm -hmm. and those were? Those three main things is a scrotal size. And, and it's important to remember, when I'm measuring the scrotum, it's part of the story. It's not only am I measuring, I'm feeling those. I'm feeling for hard places on the epididymis, on the tail or the head, or also on the testicle. Or one testicle's maybe non-functional. Yep. And so it's not only measuring, but it's part of that physical exam, Dan. Yep. So we have scrotal circumference. And then we look at motility. Yep. And then we look at morphology. That is the big word for the shape of the cells. Are the heads and tails detached? Is there proximal droplets? Is there distal droplets? Is there deformed yep. heads? And that sets the story, folks, for, okay, that cow, that bull can get a cow pregnant. Now we're going to start walking into some of the other things, some of the myths, and some of the things that you need to be doing beyond the breeding soundness exam with Dr. Randall Spare. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Randall Spare. He is a veterinarian in Southwest Kansas and practices all over the state in Oklahoma. Texas has, uh, you know, just uh, a tremendous veterinary practice that he has built from the ground up and just something to be so proud of the way you serve your clients, the way you serve others in your community. Um, it's what veterinary medicine is all about, folks. And and uh, we're talking about breeding soundness exams, which you do thousands of them. And we've gotten through the breeding soundness exam. Now there's a few myths out there that people, you know, it's kind of like everything, you know, what we hear in the coffee shop or what we hear at the bull sale or what we hear at the auction market. What are some of those myths? So, so Dan, you, uh, you grew up in a veterinary family and when your dad was practicing and back in, in the time, the original test entailed a score of, of uh, adding together the morphology and the motility and the scrotal size to create a score of 70. Well, that, that has stuck with people. And they said, well, what's this bull score? And today I, I go through that, that uh, explanation. It's a threshold test. Is this bull going to breed today and settle cows? And that includes what we talked about, the, spur, the uh, scrotal size, the morphology and motility. But really today I'll have people call me and say, what is this bull score? And I said, he passes. He passes. And I'm confident that he will, he will pass. So to why I want to bring that up, I, was, I, was, I talked to many people from all over the country who buy bulls from one of my seed stock producers. And they wanted to know, what's he, what's he score? I said, no, he passes. Well, at the stockyards, when they, when, they, when they test a bull, they put 90, 80, 70 on him. And that tells us how good they are. So a, one thing we have to remember that a fertility test doesn't quantify 
the ability of a bull to breed cows. Yeah. It says it will breed a cow today. Yep. And that's, I think that's something that, you know, you pass or you fail. And, and I remember dad sitting there and we would do the morphology and, and that, and we would, he would have his equation and, and come up with the score, which obviously people put some time and thought into, but really a, a 90 versus an 80 isn't. That's exactly right. And the thing is we have to remember, Dan, not every ejaculate from a bull is the same. Right. There are times that, that I'm trying to get a bull to, to pass or give a semen sample and it's early spring of the year and it's been cold. And my first ejaculate may not look very good, but the bull's testicles feel good. That's the beginning of the story of this test. Those testicles feel good. And I may get three, four or five ejaculates before I'm convinced that what I'm getting is a representative sample of what's going on there. And I would encourage producers to ask veterinarians and veterinarians to, to, to be tenacious in getting a, a representative sample. And I think so many of the challenges that we have today is when some uh, veterinarians may not have the opportunity that we have to do a lot of bulls, they'll test a bull and get one ejaculate and say, hmm, he's no good, I'll test him next year or throw him away. The other one is, is this is just a snapshot in time, right? The, the, does, does a bad test mean a bull is done? No. So if, if the testicles feel good, I'll encourage people to retest that bull in maybe two to three weeks. And then um, what about it, you know, uh, a year later or two years later or three years later? So it's important to, to retest that bull every year because he can develop an infection throughout the summer. Maybe he, ha he has an ascending infection and he gets a, a squirrel infection or he gets injured. Yep. It's important to do that every year before turnout to know what you have so that we can count on these bulls breeding a lot of cows. Perfect. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Dr. Randall Spare. We're talking about breeding soundness exams in bulls, and you're watching Doc Talk. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Randall Spare. Dr. Spare is a veterinarian, Ashland, Kansas, a uh, tremendous practitioner, tremendous man, um, and uh, has been a mentor for me. Um, and so I just appreciate when we get a chance to work together, it's a blessing. And uh, let's, let's talk about, you know, we've tested the bull, we've gone through the myths, we're gonna kick him out in the pasture. Do we just leave it up to God then? Or do we... so, so Dan, one of the things that when, when people turn bulls out to pasture, they'll often ask them, well, how many, how many bulls? You know, I've got a bunch of little pastures and I only really wanna put one bull per pasture and that, and that makes me really nervous. But we can use that information there to, to help us understand if you have one bull per pasture, it's important for you to go look at that bull every day or every other day to make sure that he, A, stays with the cow. And then if he has an injury, we need to know that uh, and, and get a bull replaced in that pasture. So it's important to go out and look, A, are they lame or have they, do they have foot rot, uh, develop some other lameness or a tool injury of some sort. And it's, important to observe that. Yeah. And, you know, is the bull functioning? Is he, is he covering cows? Uh, you know, lots of different things that if we aren't out there observing, you'll miss more. They say you'll miss more by not looking than you will by not knowing. And that's important. You know, I can do a really good exam, a physical exam and a BSE exam in April, but if he's turned out May 1st, 
and he could be out there three or four days and then have an injury yep. and he's not going to do any good. And, and Dan, I've pregged a, a groups of cows in my, my veterinary career when there was zero bread. And it's important. To, and, and they're kind of mad at me because you tested the bull. Hmm. Maybe you should have looked to see if he had a swelling underneath the sheath. Looking for those things that are abnormal and uh, is really important. Great opportunity to, to observe. Yep. Any other words of wisdom with, you know, like when you turn bulls out or things that, that uh, producers should be looking at or, or be thinking about? So often we're asked, well, how many bulls should I turn out? And the first thing I ask, well, how old are those bulls? And, uh, you know, if we have to buy yearling bulls today or bulls that are 13 to 15 months of age, kind of a good rule of thumb is, is one bull per or one cow per month of age with those bulls. So for a 15 month of bull, bull, let's put him with 15 cows. And I would say try as the best as you can, put out the same ages within each pasture. Because okay. you don't want mature bulls beating up on these young bulls and they'll make them pretty timid. And uh, we'll, we'll give everybody an opportunity to breed if we do that. And I think that's real important. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. So I love that rule of thumb that, that for a cow per month of age. And then what's the threshold then on some of these? So as far as age, yeah, I've, I've, uh, depending on the practice and, and, and their management style, I have some people that, that dry lot their cows during breeding season and that bull's eating out of a bunk. And I've, I've fertility tested bulls. And I said, how old is this bull? Well, I don't know. So we look at it. He has about four teeth left, or he has pearls, <laughs> but, but he was in great condition, and he's producing great semen. I think that might have been a little bit old, uh, but we have to remember, we want him to be like college athletes, and we want to be out looking for bulls or looking for cows to breed. So I think, in my rule of thumb, you get to six and seven years of age, uh, it's, it's time to go on. I think we have to remember, because... Of, not only are they probably at the end of their breeding life, there's better bulls to be purchased if we're really going to increase the uh, genetic profile of our herd. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being on the show. Great show today. Just well, for... just thanks for the opportunity, Dan, and thanks for what you do for our profession. We appreciate it very much. We're going to keep charging on. Dr. Randall Spare. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. Remember, if you want to know what we do, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson with Dr. Randall Spare, and we'll see you down the road.